following program is intended for mature audiences. The time is now for the hardest hit, yet completely trivial football show on the planet. You are in rarefied territory. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Broken Helmet. Let's rock. And coming to you live on tape on this Thursday, July 28th, 2022. The Eggy Brothers teaming up once again as we have officially kicked off NFL training camps. If I'm not mistaken, all the teams were up and running as of Tuesday. So all those months waiting, all those months of anticipation, it's done. It's finished. It's all it's finished. <laughs> And now the NFL is back, and we will have constant, constant flow of NFL content in our collective ears and eyes for the next seven months. Uh, to contact the show, you can reach us at brokenhelmetshow at gmail.com. Twitter is at helmetbroken, and on the gram, it's at the Broken Helmet Pod. So, Christopher, how do you do on this Thursday of the first week of NFL training camps in 2022? Mad Dog is garbage. Mad Dog Russo is garbage? Yes. I thought he was a fantastic addition to ESPN's um, nameless, nameless stable of talent. It was uh, very welcome. Although, I mean, they more or less just use him as the old white get off my lawn guy and have him shout into the microphone and make fun of him, especially without that's, Stephen A. Smith there. That's all he does. It's the same thing he's done forever. I Well, I know, but it's a completely different medium. It is national, which I, as much as... Uh, Mike and the Mad Dog might be known nationally. They are way more East Coast than West Coast. West Coast was more or less Jim Rome for a hot period of time. Oh, my God, Jim Rome. The jungle, the jungle. So, you know, Rome had the West Coast. Mike and the Mad Dog more or less had the the East Coast once they started uh, being syndicated a little bit. But, you know, for the most part, I don't know if Mad Dog was a national name. Maybe he was a name to sports heads uh, more so than nationally. But now, you know, they, they take an old product that's pretty refined. They get him kind of on the cheap. I think he's doing it for 10000 an episode, and they have him signed for 40, 40 episodes. So it's like half, Wait, a, so half did, a mil. Wait, so did he quit his show? No, 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 no. Are you kidding me? That's oh, where he okay. makes all his money. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Uh, he is just doing this as another one of his gigs. And I, I believe he does something on Major League Baseball, too. So, you know, I, I mean, Francesa has peeled away. He's, funny thing about Francesa is he's actually trying to restart his career now doing a podcast with, I believe, Bet Win. Bet Win, I think, is the operator that has given him, uh, you know, a platform. And it's... You know, the podcast is fine. It's just Francesa doing what he always did uh, on a daily basis, but he does it once, twice a week. Um, It's just old and tired. You you see Mad Dog out there, and it's fresh. He's fucking good. He's still good. He's still Uh, good. You know, 
I see. I don't. I don't. I maybe I'm just used to growing up like that Mad Dog, right? And just hearing the same thing. Him and Francis, Mike Francesa, and the Mad Dog Chris Larusso. Uh, <laughs> yes. <the> okay. <laughs> yes. You have thoroughly butchered the. Uh... <laughs> Their theme song. Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. I was told at one point in my life I was the karaoke king. Therefore, I get to sing whenever I want to sing. But what whoa, I was saying whoa, was, <laughs> who told you that? Uh, somebody at a bar. Somebody at a bar. <laughs> well, yep. we all know your history. Maybe you don't yep. remember it that well. <laughs> Listen, don't be. Uh, I'm gonna remember it how I want to remember. <laughs> uh, I was trying they were to. Willing- they were willing to pay me to continue to sing. I'm just saying. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm not doubting. I'm not doubting your story. I'm just saying maybe the memory is a little foggy. Uh, yeah, it's a valid point. But he's just the same guy. You don't think he's the same guy he was, you know, 20 years ago when we heard him on the fan? I, I do. I just think that... In the ESPN stadium, he's new, and it's something to me that's welcome because I cannot stand ESPN at this point. So anything that allows me to watch it uh, and enjoy my time viewing it uh, is always going to get a a round of applause from me. So uh, for Mad Dog to go on there and actually be entertaining... The only problem is, is that I, you know, he's like a character of himself, right? I mean, he goes up yes. there, and for him yeah. to do any kind of bit, and then have Dan Orlovsky, you know, shouting at him like, "Ah, oh, Dan Orlovsky, that guy is a disgrace to the uniform." Enough of that fucking guy. I, I, I cannot take these fucking bums that ESPN just, you know, throw into, you know, the media stratosphere. And applaud like they're just worthy of, of contracts and airtime. It's just don't obnoxious. don't tell me you you're gonna sit there and respect Stephen A. Smith, are you? I don't. You know what? I I, I don't respect. I don't like him, right? And I still remember when he first had his first go round with, which was strictly speaking, or what the hell was his first show on ESPN that tanked? That when they got it, they they. Um, it was something. It was uh, whatever it was. I could tell you, I didn't watch it. It wasn't even the Stephen A. Smith. It was something else. And it, he came on. It was the early two thousands. It was when uh, what do you call it? It just come on the scene. The the around the horn PTI. You know, and they'd taken yeah. over. Yeah. You know, the nation. Yeah. Oh, PTI is such a great show. Well, if you listen to ESPN fucking radio, you know that it's just Tony Kornheiser's show, just done in a half hour format at night. Whatever. Uh, which led to everybody and their brother doing the same goddamn thing. I mean, they did PTI, and then PTI has become basically the th- the fingerprint for any kind of show that comes on air that's sports-related in a half-an-hour format. But whatever. Oh, 100%. 100%. Um, but strict- exactly what they did. I think did. it was strictly speaking, but whatever it was. I, You know, he was terrible then, and I think Stephen A. Smith is terrible now. Um, he, he screams his points. It's just all opinion. It's just all shtick. It's it's just, well, opinions everybody, but it's just all shtick. And I just, I don't know. I, I just don't enjoy it. I shouldn't say he's terrible. It's just not my cup of tea. And I just think there's infinitely more talent out there. But look, ESPN has made no, you know, 
uh, whatever, has not tried to hide their MO right now. I mean, they are not going to pay anybody, with the exception of a couple people. And right now, that, that happens to be Stephen A. Smith and, and Mia Kimes. And everybody else can, you know, not let the door hit them on the ass on the way out. So if, Matt- if I talked about white people the way that he talks about black people, I would probably be hung. Hanged. Uh... Well, well, I mean, he doesn't talk negatively about black people. No, he talks very, very... He, everything that comes out of him is black this and black that. And Oh, 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 I see what you're saying. So you're saying that if you were to do the same toward, you know, white athletes with pom-poms, then you'd be right. deemed, uh, exactly. you know, a racist, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly, exactly. <clears throat> But he gets rewarded for it. I just i I don't understand how that works in this day and age. Like I, we all understand every life matters. It's not just black lives matter. But uh, you know, this is well, beyond politics now. You're, yeah. You're, well, you're no, talking. I mean, it's it's straight in politics, right? Because it's Disney, right? So Disney. I mean, it's well accepted that Disney has a very, you know, you want to say woke agenda or whatever it is. But, you know, Disney is a corporation that is very focused on all of their diversity initiatives. And, you know, I they want to check every possible box that there is when it comes to anything HR related. Right. So that, that, that's the way that they're going to go. And uh, unfortunately, you know, I think, you know, where it bothers the shit out of me is that I just think the product sucks. And so I think that's where, you know, they kind of take it on the chin. I, You know, we were talking just before we went on, like Matthew Berry, right? I, I mean, now I don't know if he took off because maybe, maybe there's somebody, you know, I, because all of these sports books are going to be throwing money left and right at these guys, right? I mean, ESPN is going to be up against it because they are, they already, somebody was just, who the fuck was trying to go after Schefter. Somebody was just about to throw Schefter a fucking truck full of money. He'll um, never leave. Well, I, I mean, as far leave. as I understand, he was going to. Um, and then ESPN came and just gave him whatever he wanted. But you're going to see that now out of all of the sports books as the sp- operators begin continue to grow and betting takes a, a even stronger foothold on the nation is you're going to see them give money to any kind of uh, what do you call it, a media entity or not media entity but media um, whatever talent uh, whatever celebrity uh, just trying to get them on it, take Kay Adams from Good Morning Football right she just went to DraftKings she did she left Good Morning Football. She she came out of nowhere, went on Good Morning Football. Again, let's not, you know, joke, you know, or not joke. Let's not lie about it, right? She she hit it big because she was really attractive and, you know, she could ad-lib, you know, okay and was somewhat entertaining. She You're dro- talking about the, the blonde, right? Uh, I think she's got, like, red hair. Um, she did that. They made up that Good Morning Football show out of nowhere, right? Because they wanted a morning show. They wanted something on NFL Network. They had nothing going, so they threw all these guys together. It was Kay Adams, that Peter Schrager guy, um, two other guys. Um, the white guy, I don't know, and, but the... Um, the was this NFL Network? NFL Network, yeah. And the uh, the, the black dude was Nate Burleson, right? Nate Burleson was on oh, that show. Oh, oh, and then Burleson went to Nickelodeon. 
Uh, well, I think he just does that time to time, but I thought Nate, Nate Burleson was still on Good Morning America. But anyway, Kay Adams, uh, Kay Adams bolted this year. And so uh, uh, supposedly she's going, I think, either to a sports book or to Amazon. And, you know, for just a ton of money because they were just like, yeah, we're going to give you a ton of money. And it was like, all right, well, then I'm done with the NFL because the NFL just did this to start me off on my career. And now it's time to move on. So, yeah, I know. I just I just looked her up. Yes, I know you're talking about she's cute. She's yeah, yeah, I mean, that, that was the whole thing. She, she was a good driver, you know, if you want to use old school radio terminology. She was a good driver, plus she was very attractive, and everybody had a lot of fun with her, you know, blah, 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 and she was good sport. And sure enough, uh, you know, she, she just took that, and she's like, I'm off. So I, I don't even know. They replaced her with a blonde who I haven't even seen the show, and I don't know the girl's name. I don't have NFL Network anymore, so I don't even know who it is. But, um. You know, again, it's just these are, you know, this is what you're going to see. You're, you're going to see sports operators and other uh, networks that are trying to develop products, you know, kind of take off and throw money at ESPN talent, uh, you know, whatever other talents out there and take them. And ESPN has now thoroughly just said, yeah, go ahead, have them. We don't want them. And so you have Matthew Berry, who I, I don't, again, like I repeating myself here, but I don't know if it was him or if it was ESPN, but, you know, I mean, he had a huge fan base. And, I mean, he had a ship that pretty much ran very well and people enjoyed the podcast, the show itself, the morning of. And, I mean, talented Mr. Roto, he, he started that shit. So, for them to turn around and then, you know, either not keep him or do everything it was to keep him or actually send him on his way, you know, it just, it's head scratching. And now you get Mike Clay. Mike fucking Clay. Yeah, yeah. Who the fuck is that? What are we doing here? What are we he's doing such here? A, he's such a Poindexter, too. I haven't Man, seen him. Look. I don't even know what he is. Oh, is he really a nerd? Man, let's talk about wide receiver cornerback matchups this week. He's he's like Mr. Statistic, you know? Is he like a Bill Barnwell type guy? Yeah, yes. Bill Barnwell makes me laugh because do you remember uh, the old... Beavis and Butthead, uh, the MTV show itself, and the episodes, they had a teacher, and he was a big, fat, I think he was like their history teacher or something. Well, I remember their teachers, yeah, but I, I don't remember the show that uh, well, Maybe he was I, the art teacher. He was like a hippie guy, and he would just talk yeah. like this. He sounds exactly like Bill Barnwell, and every time I hear it, I'm just like, oh, shit, Opie and Anthony. The, uh, not Opie and Anthony, uh, uh, Beavis and Butthead, which the new movie, by the way, is not great. It's good. It's fun to watch, just not anything new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did do kind of a woke, uh, a woke set though, where they, they there's time travel in the whole thing. So they come to modern days, and they're in a college campus, and they're talking to them about white privilege, and it's a very funny scene that has a <laughs> lot of funny dialogue to it. So, um, but anyway, yes. I- I only loved them because you loved them growing up. I was still too young to really understand it, but you loved it. Well, you will get your second chance here because they will be doing a new show come August something. Uh, I think it's actually around the corner here. It might be August 20s or something, but... um, 
yeah, they're they're going to start to do the whole thing, which they did previously, maybe three years ago, and it didn't work at all. It was just an absolute nightmare. And MTV flushed it because it just wasn't good. And primarily, they didn't have the videos to do it. So you know, the cartoon's obviously easy to do, but the videos was 50, if not 60% of that show. So without having the videos to back up the rest of the content, the show just didn't take off. So I don't know why they thought they could do it again outside of the fact that every single one of these streaming fucking services needs content. There's so many streaming services. So it's fucking many. In, it's insane, dude. <laughs> it's, we're, we're, I know we're, we're trending towards a world where there's no more cable, but, you know, what? why, why would I... <laughs> It's just like, why do I need to pay for AMC Plus, blah, 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 and then Discovery Plus, and then ESPN Plus, and then NBC Peacock, and what, what dude? What I, is this? Just, I, just give me one platform. I'm 100% with you. I'm, keep it 100. I have almost all of them. <laughs> of course. And- I do, too. And I just, I, I want to get rid of, I this is what I have done recently. I, I took Netflix all the way down to their quote-unquote SD, the standard definition, which is bullshit because there is no such thing as standard definition. If you want a little pet project that you want to do and you want some info, go look up uh, on the originations of HD and when they did the transition in 2003 or whatever from the old uh, television waves to HD and it, there should be no SD anything anymore. I, you know, the ground level transmission should be high definition. So for them to make a SD, fucking Netflix puts the time and effort to downgrade the signal, which is like, fucking, give, give me a break. But anyway, um, their their content is really not great. So I went down to SD at uh, Netflix, saved myself a couple of bucks, but I still have. Uh, Paramount Plus, I have Hulu, which I have tacked on to my Spotify. Yeah. No commercial. ESPN. Subscription. No, I I subscribed to Spotify way back in the day, and when they started it, they were like, you'll get Hulu for free. So I said, oh, great. And I've never looked back, and I, I think they've kept that promotion for me. So um, I pay for no commercials on Spotify. I get Hulu as a result. So I got Hulu too. Uh, Apple Plus I get. I tacked that onto my phone bill. Um, uh, you know, what, Discovery Plus I got for Allie. We don't watch that. That one's going away. I'm giving that one the axe. Uh, Peacock, you know, I get the wrestling pay-per-views off that one, although they're not called pay-per-views anymore. Right, they're called... Yes, they are. No, they're not. They, they, they did away with the terminology pay-per-view from a company standpoint. So they call them premium events, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, just them? I think... Yeah, yeah, Like, they're still pay-per-views, obviously, right? UFC does them all the time, and... Yeah, yeah that's other... what I'm saying. UFC does pay-per-view, like, every, every match. Right. But uh, WWE but does not call them yeah. pay-per-views anymore. I actually don't even know if you can pay the 50 bucks and get SummerSlam is this weekend. I think they're doing it on Saturday, which is, I, this Saturday bullshit is really bothering me. This is the second pay-per-view in a row that they're doing it on a Saturday, which is like, why? You know, WWE pay-per-views were always Sunday events. That's what it is, you know. 
So uh, they want to go on Saturday. But anyway, uh, they don't. I don't even know if you can buy them for fifty bucks anymore. But they don't call them pay per views. They call them premium events or something like that. So, but that's why I you got can definitely out. you can definitely keep paying for uh, the UFC fights, and they're more than fifty bucks. Oh yeah, the UFC. I you know I like UFC, and throughout my lifetime, I've definitely bought several of the events. The problem for me with UFC is I just I cannot follow the consistent losing by the name guys who then become nobodies, you know, a year later. It's just, okay, that guy lost and now he's done and now it's the next guy. So, you know, it's not like boxing back in the day, which was a lot more routine to follow because the boxers took so much time between between their fights. And so, you know, I mean... You know, you, you saw Tyson. You were able to follow Tyson before him. It was Holmes. Um, and then after Tyson, he lost, obviously, Douglas. Then it went back and forth. You know, you, you finally got to Foreman, and then you got to Holyfield. And, you know, it, it, just easier to follow uh, in my regard. But people love the UFC, especially down there in Florida, man. They fucking eat that shit up. Yeah. Oh, my God. I got every time there's a UFC fight, I get calls from all my residents and they all want to stay out uh, at a buddy's house to watch the fight. I, every time. Every time. Yeah, well, that that's the gig. Those things go late night. And then they're like kind of yeah, all-day events, right? They start, they got the pre-card, which I yeah. think might be free. They start at like 7 or 6. Yeah, I think it's like 6 o'clock for the pre-cards, which start, I, I think, usually on like an FX or, you know, something, some affiliate, but you can get those for free. Maybe ESPN, because ESPN's got them in deals, and then you know, it just goes to the pay-per-view, which goes all night long, so is what it is. Again, I just don't invest in those because there's just too much and I can't follow. I'm just, I'm old. I'm old! I should have been out of the game years ago. <laughs> liar, liar. Liar, liar, you betcha. Uh, so, uh, no Simmons is old. <laughs> That's right, Simmons. Simmons is old. Shoot in the game years ago, and then he ends it by fucking scalping the guy and throwing his yeah, yeah. toupee on the wall. The game years ago, but he doesn't <laughs> want to go home because he can't stand his wife. Yeah, and there's another scene that I don't think ever would fly nowadays because, much like the uh, office, the, oh my god, well, the, the office, office is- the office wouldn't go either. But I always, I, I laugh at the. I laugh at the hangover because, now, number one, I, I did not know this, but I guess that uh, what's the name of the guy who was in Silver Linings Playbook? And, you know, I he played. Pretty Boy? What? Pretty Boy. Uh, pretty, I don't know. The actor's name, he was a big guy. I can't think of He's, he's going to be Howard Stern's vice president, you know, his running mate. If he, uh, you know, big actor. Uh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. I just uh, Brad Stevens, is that it? Oh no, uh, Brad Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. God. Bradley Cooper. Wow. Brad Stevens. Oh, I think God. he's the yeah, yeah. That was crazy. <laughs> Forgot Bradley Cooper. Anyway, the scene in Hangover with Bradley Cooper when they pull up and he goes paging Doctor Faggot, Doctor Faggot. And, oh my God! And it's like the, you'll never get that out. Like you'll never get that away, right? I mean, it just goes against all protocol oh. now. Um, regardless of whether or not it was humorous at the time, still is humorous, whatever it is, it just wouldn't fly. And then you go back to, you know, the office, you're not going to get away with a ton of that stuff. But in Liar Liar, did did or did not he talk about one of the the board execs taking the private jet to go hang out with young boys? Uh... 
I don't remember. I got to watch that scene again because I, I thought that that was one of the, he was ripping on somebody. He was like, oh, yeah, Bob takes the private jet to go to Thailand to hang out with young boys or something like that. And I was like, oh, that's <laughs> It sounds right. It, it definitely I sounds right. I thought there right. was something in there. But anyway, it's just, it, it's crazy to think. Or like, uh, um, I've gone, done this through so many different movies, but uh, Revenge of the Nerds, right? It's the, the scene where um, the lead, uh, Lewis, goes into the moonwalk with the blonde cheerleader, right? And he, he has the Darth Vader mask on instead, and she ends yeah. up hooking up with him, and then she has no yeah. clue. Well, that, that's fucking rape. I mean, there's no two yeah. ways about it. I mean, that's a rape scene. Yep. So, um, yeah, th- things you have watched, changed. You ever watch King of Queens? Uh, I watched it a little bit with Ali back in the day, but I'm not any kind of aficionado on it at all. Oh, dude. And that show's not even that old. You're talking like 10 years. And... Somebody asked, I, I've been watching it at night before I fall asleep, and somebody asks him or makes a comment about a color in the house, and his response is, I don't know, it's gay. And yeah, 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 like, right, you, right, right, right. You, you can't get away with that today. I can't say that. No, 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 no. That, that stuff is all done. I mean, I guess, I guess you can on things that aren't financially binded to anything or where... I, you know, independently owned operations or with, you know, the, the paying company, you know, the, the one that funnels the revenue for the salaries that, that just believes in it and doesn't care, right? I, you right. Know, but that is few and far between, right? And ultimately, because people want to get paid, you know, a gazillion dollars, the idea is to get bought out by somebody big. And if you're going to get bought out by somebody big, I, you just can't dabble in any of that kind of shit right so and uh, you know away you go and so that it's just kind of neutered right i mean you kind of see it with a, a lot of the comics too a lot of the comics are kind of uh you know it's tough to find comics that are very edgy nowadays because a lot of them are very conscious of everything you have some people that are impenetrable right like are impenetrable i don't know the impenetrable right name um, Dude, this chick that's replaced—not uh, to get off the topic—but this chick who's replacing Kay Adams is cute. Yeah, she's a blonde, right? Uh, I don't know anything about her. Um, what the hell is her name? Jamie. 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 Good morning, er, football. Erdal. Er, Erdal. Er, Jamie. Erdal. Jamie Erdal. Erdal. Yeah. I, it, what is she? Probably a communications grad from one of the, you know. Northwestern, Syracuse, whatever the hell it might be. Jamie Erdahl. Let's see her background here. Uh, probably exactly what you thought. And then she was a sideline reporter for somebody. She did her years there. Or maybe she did, you know, local reporting for a while. And then she was a beat Looks reporter. like she was in Jacksonville. Uh, oh, did she come from Jacksonville? Okay. Um, well, she got a LinkedIn or something? Come on, we got to know a little bit about her. Uh, Jamie Erdahl, uh resume. How about that resume? Oh, oh, ramen. I don't want any She's ramen. Cute. I want. I want a resume. She's not as cute as Kay Adams, but she's cute. Um. Yeah. I mean, she's fine. She her time with CBS. She went. She she worked for CBS. Uh, I like a challenge. Oh, this is the Athletic. They're not going to let me read this. Four years on the sideline. Ah, ha, ha. Four years as the sideline reporter for the SEC on CBS. Boom. There you go. Win win for me. Uh, you could just, like I said, these things are as cookie cutter as they come. Oh, and the, the athletic just uh, took it away from me. So, 
But there you go. So she's uh, uh, what? She's probably early thirties. No. Yeah. She like, late late twenties, early thirties. No way, dude. She looks older than that. I think so? No, nah, I don't think. Four years at SEC, so you graduate, you know, maybe she went to grad school, maybe she didn't, say 22, four years on the sideline, that puts her at 26, and then whatever she had, she's 33, okay? Well, I, you know, I said late 20s, early 30s, so I gave myself a little bit of a... Yeah, you got, your, yeah, you got yourself covered there. Yeah, a little bit, so... Um, well, so she definitely spent time somewhere else. She probably was like a local reporter somewhere, I, you know, that's what you would imagine. Um, but anyway, uh, but yeah, she, so she takes over, she's the new host and that machine will just keep chugging along the new podcast that everybody and their goddamn brother is talking about. And I can't believe it is the joint. Have you listened to it? No, I listened to one episode of it. Um, you know, it fine, uh, you know, it's, but it is, I mean, people can't stop talking about it. And now that they've been getting guests like you wouldn't believe. So last week they made a lot of uh, waves because they grabbed Jamarcus Russell and they brought him on and he was just very honest being like, yeah, I'm, I'm the biggest bust in history. You know, if I'm going to be the bust, make it the biggest, you know? And so it was a very uh, open and honest conversation that they had with him. And then this week they had Kevin Hart, who's like megastar. Um, but it's Channing. Who's, who's the host? So if I'm not mistaken, um, it's Fred Taylor. Remember him from the Jaguars, the running back. It's Fred Taylor, Ryan Clark, the old Steelers defensive back safety who then worked for. Yeah. Ryan Clark was really good. Yeah, 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 and and he's been everywhere. He's like one of the new age podcasting mediaite, you know, of uh, CBS, and then Channing Crowder, and I, I cannot believe Channing Crowder has seen the success that he has. Kudos to anybody that sees success. I, you know, I'm, I'm shitting on everybody here, and uh, you know, I, but it is what it is. You know, that, that that's uh, doing media podcasts and the rest is kind of the the point of it. But um, I, I just I he quit the. Quitting the Dolphins, which I thought was the craziest thing that he ever did when it happened, because I thought that was that was his best chance to make money, and then he turned it into a media career that has blown his professional career away. He does uh, Drive Dot Down by You on QAM with Hockman, and uh, he does this podcast now that they're just like tearing it up, and it's like wow, man. So it's the three of them, and they just get all the big guests. You know, and it's an okay listen. Um, you know, again, you know, I'll listen from time to time. I, I won't, you know, listen to every single one. But there's another podcast I, I started. I don't listen- think I, I don't think I recognize the name Channing Crowder. Was he basketball player? Nah, he was a Florida inside linebacker. He was like oh, kind of okay. like a, he was kind of like a. Bizarro uh, Ray Lewis, you know, n- not great in coverage, but a big, you know, tackling linebacker. Yeah, you know, and he was—I think he was their second or third round pick when they the grabbed Dolphins? him. The Dolphins, yeah, and then he ultimately just turned around and was like, "Yeah, I'm retiring." Um, you know, I don't know. I forget what the rationale was. Didn't have the passion, or just got tired of it, or but he didn't play in the league all that long. But again, I, I thought it was the biggest mistake of his life, and it turned out to be the best decision he ever did. So, you know, in that regard, uh, kudos, kudos to you. Um, so anyway, I, I mean, we have digressed into everything but uh, football, uh, and so the training camps have started, and so you know, I'll just 
shoot out a couple of headlines so far. You got Lamar Jackson out there practicing, even though he's bitching and moaning for a new contract, which he doesn't have. DK Metcalf took the opposite approach. He is not going to practice because he doesn't have a deal. Kyler Murray has been spouting at the lip, uh, had an emergency press conference today to talk about his contract and all the crazy crap in that. You, I'm sure you know the story, right? In the, I mean, I was super busy today. I didn't, I didn't hear anything other than the, the watching video. Yeah, yeah, well, that, that that's what this all spawns from. So they threw in, he has to watch four hours of video a week to study. And basically, if you listen to any kind of podcast or heard any of the stories, he plays video games all the time. And so he, he's the last one to get there, first one to leave. Uh, he turns his camera off during team meetings, and everybody's like, yeah, he's playing video games because that's like what he does. And so they threw in this contract uh, in the contract they threw in this clause like hey ass face you gotta watch some video here and there uh, that's what everybody else in the league does and so now you gotta do it too so i can't believe they gave him a contract i can't believe that either I, and i mean I, you know we'll, we'll stop with the headlines there just to talk about this for a hot second i i mean i'll i understand it in this regard if you don't have a quarterback you're more or less fucked right yeah, I, of course you are, but you're talking about a guy who hasn't made it through a season yet. Yeah, well, and from what I've seen on on tape, like, look, he scrambles outside the pocket great and has a tremendous arm and throws a killer deep ball. But from a, a, a game-to-game ability to manage an offense to consistent victories, I, I just don't see how you can do that. With his game, um, I, I just don't. And as, as his athleticism dies out over his career, I, it's going to severely limit what the hell he can do. He's so small. He's so small. And like you said, he gets injured a ton, and so now you've locked up a tiny, big-armed quarterback that needs to be outside the pocket to throw um, and loves to get yardage on the ground through his feet. And you just just handed him a gigantic tank full of cash. It's just I I don't understand any of it. Yeah, we've talked about this in the past. I can't name a single quarterback that has made it in this league that his his forte is running the ball. Well, it's just been tried all the time, and it never worked. You know, I mean, Doug Flutie was short, but he could scramble. Didn't work. Uh, you know, he went to CFL, did good up there, came back here for a short run. Flutie flakes, all that bullshit. Uh, Michael Vick, uh, you know. Uh, Michael Vick, I think, in today's era would have been awesome. I, I think he really would have strived in this environment because unlike the era when he played where you really had to be more of a pocket passer than uh, you know have the ability to run this environment would have just fit the bill for him but you had him um you know over the years like Steve Young was a mobile quarterback but he was again totally different era totally different era and he always tried to go from the pocket first um you know but you, you got Lamar Jackson right now Kyler Murray, the two of them primarily like the run. They, they like to add that to their repertoire and is as valuable as their passing games, you know, you could say. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of anybody. Like, even Ryan Fitzpatrick was, what, 37, 38 last year? Uh, yeah, he, he was like old as scr- shit. 
he scrambled for a couple yards. He was he was a pretty good scrambler. Like Mahomes might have the perfect combination of, you know, maybe maybe scrambling for fifteen to thirty yards a game, you know, for for the whole season. Yeah, perfect. I, I I think he has the ability to scramble, but I don't see him as like a running quarterback, right? If you no, want to go through and no. think about running quarterbacks, right? Originally, you know, again, Randall Cunningham. Randall Cunningham. He had, he had Randall, Steve Young, uh, Mike Vick. Um, you know, Flutie. That was supposed to be one of his things. Uh, you've got Jackson and Murray now. Um, Cole Pepper wasn't really a, a. You know, he ran a little bit, but he was more pocket with that big gun. Jalen Hurts is another. Uh, uh, Today, you think he's? Today yeah, I mean, I future. think he's. I I think he's primarily more pocket. No, I'm trying to think of the guys that you're like. No, he ran like Steve McNair. Remember Air McNair? He was supposed to be like the dual threat, and then he got to the pros, and he just ended up being kind of a pocket passer and, and gave. He up was on so the, good. Gave up on the ground game. Um, yeah, he but was, he was he was really good. You know, jo- Josh Allen might be. Exactly what you want if you want a quarterback to have a running feature because yeah. he's big, he's got tons of size, he can work from the pocket as well, and then which means that the running just becomes a weapon to him. You know, I mean, if you were to take size as uh, you know a valuable asset, you know, him and Lamar Jackson blow Kyler Murray out of the water. Um, you know, yeah. of those three, I, I don't even think it's a question. I, I'm, I'm taking Josh Allen first. Um, and I'm sure we've done a lot of discredit to other scrambling quarterbacks that have, that have come, you know, through the league. You know, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers scrambled for a little bit earlier in the day, and Favre used to scramble He's, here and there. Oh, John well, Elway. John Elway used to scramble. You know, he used to be one of those guys. But Yeah, right. You're talking scrambling, like we said. You know, there's a there's a big – there is yeah, a not, clear, to a running, clear difference. A running QB, yeah. Yeah. But regardless, Arizona decided that he's their guy because you really do need a quarterback, and without one, you're you're fucked. So they decided we have one, we can work with it. We'll just give them the money because you know you can't avoid it. Whenever a quarterback is coming up, they're, they're going to get whatever they're going to get. Um, would I have done it? I don't know. I mean, if you don't sign him, you're kind of screwed because where are you going to get the quarterback? He's one nasty sack away from the end of the season every time. Every time. Well, he is small, uh, for sure. I'm not. You'll get no argument from me in that there. But, I mean, the same thing with, like, Daniel Jones, right? And Daniel Jones, I, that guy Jesus. gets hurt all the time, too. And he barely <laughs> he barely runs. I mean, when he Remember does when run, he sometimes ran. he looks good. Yeah, and he fell. <laughs> he fell. And he fell. Open field. It's like I shouldn't be laughing at him. Like, I couldn't asshole. do that. No, but I mean, whatever. Like I said, that's what podcast and radio is about. It's about you know laughing at people, yeah, and laughing yeah. at yourself too. So, um, but anyway, all right. So Kyler Murray, he got up there today and he had to try to defend, you know, the shit in the contract, and it was just kind of like, ah, oh, let's just get past this. You know, you, yeah. you Dis- put- disrespectful to think I don't put enough in enough work. Your words. You can go back and find the article where he says it just comes to me, so I don't have to do that much in that regard. He fucking said it. Nobody else. 
Um, so shut your mouth. Um, and then the big news of today, Buck Center Ryan Jensen injured Nate. Sounds like he is going to be out for the year. That is what the news is coming out of Tampa Bay. Um, you know, they haven't made it official yet, but they said serious the injury. They're expecting the worst, which would be a season ending knee injury of some sort. That that's a big deal because you know, it's not like a I, I mean, he's the center, right? And there's a lot of communication between the center and Tom Brady. Brady is you know, old cat, he's been there now two years. He's probably gotten pretty familiar with the center. And now all of a sudden you're going to have to get somebody off the scrap heap or their their, their backup center was a guy by the name of Robert Hainsey. Uh He's a second-year guy. I don't know if he's going to be able to get the job done. But definitely not anything that the Bucks were planning going into this year was losing their center in the first week of the preseason. So Yeah, they're, they're having to replace their entire interior line now. Entire. Uh, why? Who's who's out that I missed? The other two. They they left. Well, no, Vita Vea is still there. Vita Vea plays on. Are you the talking that? Are you line. talking? Oh, you talking about the offensive line? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, they brought in Shaq Mason, right? They traded for Shaq Mason. They got him there. So, yeah, they and uh, and then who else? They grabbed uh, they grabbed somebody else. Um, but it is a new line, and now they're going to have to figure out how to do it without Jensen. So, yeah, it's not the optimum situation, what you want for the offensive line. Um, yeah, well, they lost, uh, right, Kappa, Kappa retired, and then they lost the... Was, did Kappa I retire? Can't the, I can't think of it. No, Kappa... Or did Kappa, Kappa go to Kappa, Cincinnati? Kappa went to Cincinnati, but Kappa's hurt. Okay, He's no, not even playing. All right, yeah, he went... Kappa didn't retire. Kappa went to Cincinnati. Um, and the other guy, the other guy shit, retired, right? I his name already. Yeah. Um... Damn it, what the hell? Who retired? Well, it doesn't matter, right? So, um, but they did go and try the best they could to replace him. And now all of a sudden, you're going to have to work even harder because you're going to have to replace the center who just went down with an injury. So, um, that line, but I know they brought in, um, who am I forgetting here? Um, they brought in Mason. They have Tristan Wirfs at the right tackle. And then, um, oh, they, they drafted a rookie for the guard, and then they have Donovan Smith on the other at the other. Yeah, team. they lost both their guards, and the, and now their center went down. Right. So, uh, not not a good start to training camp for you know what was a big time favorite. Although, if you listen to podcasts, people are like the under on the games for Tampa. They are uh, there are several people of note that are picking not only a regression but maybe a. A mistaken return by Brady here that doesn't pan out as well as people think. Um, they did sign Julio Jones though to try to fill in that wide receiving core, which I mean they brought in Gage. I guess I, what's the deal with Godwin? Have you gotten any updates on him? I, you know, it, yeah, he passed he passed the physical to begin training camp, not on the pup. Right, but it doesn't sound like he's going to be up to full speed until at least, you know, probably four weeks into the season or so. November, I think I heard the report, is that he won't be full speed till at least November. Oh, wow, that's a long time. So, I mean, it goes to show you why they went and signed Julio for, you know, a hot second. Um, you know, yeah, well, that's that was the big thing they were t- I kept hearing on the radio and, and on podcasts yesterday was 
do we do they think Julio is now a little bit older? Are you going to switch Julio to the X, move him to a, you know as a big slot guy, and then have Godwin on the outside, or are you going to put Julio on the outside, or are we going to start with this four four wide set, and are they just going to live out of this shotgun four four wide set? Like they have, they're just like. To, I think uh, uh, on CBS podcast they were calling it a Madden team. It's just like Madden; they just keep adding players, whoever they want. Yeah, I don't know. I look, Brady's running the offense. Brady's practically running the team. I mean, he got he got the coach kicked out, and <laughs> although I don't know why you would have done that when the when the fallback was going to be. Bowles. I mean, Todd Bowles is terrible. I mean, that guy is like, I mean, oh, anyway, um, you know, you, you grab Todd Bowles now as the head coach. Brady's going to be running that offense. I, You know, Brady, Brady does great with options. You know, that that's his deal. I mean, he is a, an offensive game manager, and he's always had the ability to go downfield too. So the Julio Jones, you know, for, you know, just an added gun makes sense. I don't know if you get a lot out of him. The guy's always fucking hurt. You know, always, always hurt. Well, I in his in his earlier career, I mean, he he made it. He was so good. He, he was, was so good, so good. He but just, remember, in earlier in his career too, he missed an entire year. Remember when he broke his foot? Yeah, that was like 2012, I think, something like that. I, you know? I think he did it every other year. Like he broke his foot, then the next year he was number one wide receiver. Then he tore some muscle in his ankle, and then the next year he was the number one wide receiver. He, he owns records or something about the most yards per game. Yeah, I, whatever it is, if you're signing Julio Jones, you have to know that at some point the, the Falcons break it down because he's not going to be able to complete a full year. It's just not happening. Um, so speaking of quarterbacks that are quarterbacks, wide receivers that are on the comeback, Michael Thomas showed up at camp. Uh, he wasn't, I don't think he was actually supposed to be ready to go this early and he was. So he was back. Jimmy G is still in play. He has not gotten traded, although they basically just said he will not be on the 49ers, which most people understood. D4 got cut by the 49ers, speaking of 49ers. So he moves on to see where he'll land. He'll probably go to, if he could still play, I mean, obviously he's got some kind of back issue that's really kept him out. But, you know, he might be a, a nice addition to uh, lead you know, a, a competing team in the league. And then the Jets moved Mackay Becton to right tackle. George Fant came back. He's going to be the left tackle now. So Becton, continually injured, is going to try his hand at a different position. And uh, Zach Wilson is still throwing bombs and banging moms. So that's your uh, that's your, your, your uh, preseason update as of today so far, uh, minus any injuries that would have happened, uh, I don't know, at some point in the past hour or so. Uh, but look, I... Preseason's on us. The season's upon us. What do you? What storylines are interesting you right now? What are you trying to pay attention to? Uh, AFC West is is quite ah, intriguing. That's one of mine too. I just I can't figure out. I I, I was watching the reports today about what they're going to do with Russell Wilson on Denver. Is it worth signing him? Is not worth signing him? And then and then they were talking about it again tonight. What's her? The woman we were talking about, M- M- Mia Kimes, she yeah. was talking about it too. Um, well, because she's I, an I, NFL, she's an NFL expert, Chris. Yeah, I know. What, what, what am I thinking? 
Uh, I, I really don't know. That's the toughest division to figure out when you're talking about spreads and you're talking about gambling. Like That's a division I, I, I really want to stay away from. Those teams, they're so good, but they're all just going to beat up on each other. And what kind of uh, – with the results of those games, what kind of future can they really have in the upcoming season knowing – they all have to play each other twice. Like that's going to be incredible, dude. Yeah, like, those games are going to be insane. It, it's kind of nuts to see how that division has knowingly just stacked each one of their teams <laughs> to go against each other. It, it, yeah, I mean you got to right because I mean you're, you're trying to overcome the Chiefs, uh, the Raiders. You know they they made decent. Uh, I mean, look, they really turned. Uh, a gem last year, considering all the other shit that happened. But the Raiders uh, had a decent team. And then the Chargers, they they landed their quarterback. They got that done. They have other talent on the team. They go out. They get J.C. Jackson. They get Khalil Mack. And then you got the Broncos out there, and they're finally like, all right, we're finally going to fix this quarterback thing. And they get Wilson. So... You know, now now you've got a league where, you know, and these are, these odds are probably dated a week because we did this last week, but Chiefs plus 175, Chargers plus 220, Broncos plus 260, Raiders plus 650. You know, I mean, it's, it is... Uh, it's crazy. Yeah. And the, the win totals, uh, you know, Chiefs 10.5, Chargers 10. Uh, where are the Raiders here? Raiders 8.5. And then the other team that I forgot were the Broncos, and the Broncos are at 10. So I'm. Yeah, yeah they're all that. at 10. That's 10 crazy. and a half, 10, 10, and then 8.5. I mean, that's nuts. What do you, what, what's going to happen? I don't know, man. I'm, I'm so pissed because the Raiders finally get good, and they wind up being in probably the most competitive division I've seen in the most recent past. Well,. Let's talk AFC. Who do you think is going to be at the bottom of the division? Unfortunately, the Raiders. Do you really? No, no. I think the Broncos are. I think the Broncos are too. The more and more I think about it, the more and more I really question whether this Russell Wilson addition is a foolproof way to, you know, net yourself a playoff victory here. You know, I mean, Russell Wilson has not been super awesome, you know, the past couple of years. I mean, last year he was yeah, like, hurt, do, obviously. Do you think but... he really wanted to go to the fucking Broncos? Well, I mean, why not? I, it's cold. It's windy. It, it I played in Seattle. I mean, at least it's not rainy. I mean, you get worse weather in Seattle. But, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of business opportunity up in Denver. I, I mean, a lot of people love it up there. Right. And yeah, people do love it there. It's true. Home field advantage, you know, with the altitude of the stadium, and you get that for half the season. So, you know, you have that advantage to you. The team's pretty solid. You've got nice talent surrounding you. Young talent, too. So he doesn't have to worry about that. Um, it, my only thing is, like, I, you know, there's no guarantee it fits. You know, I mean, they keep talking, oh, there's no way that all these guys, Jeremy Judy and Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick, you know, Javante Williams plus Melvin Gordon, now you got uh, Wilson. It's a lock. I, I don't know. I mean, it could just implode, and he might not work with any of those guys really well. Yeah, I, 
I mean, you're talking your number one receiver is Cortland Sutton, I guess. And he's two years removed from a horrible, horrible knee injury. Yeah, he's the guy I like the most. Jerry Judy's been garbage. Uh, Judy hasn't been garbage. I just, I think that Sutton, I, I feel like Sutton is the, is the play. Yeah, talking and then the other guy, the other guy that everybody is just pumping up, Tim Patrick or whatever it is. Oh, I, all right. You know, I so I, well, we'll get into all those guys come the uh, fantasy yeah, shows, come, which we'll kick, we'll, which we'll so kick up maybe got, next week. You got here. Here's realistically speaking, at Seahawks is a win. What Home team were we talking Den- about originally? Broncos, Denver. Denver okay, yeah. At Seahawks, win. At Seahawks is a win. Home against Texans is a win. That's a win. Uh, home against the 49ers. Uh, I'm going to give Sunday it a win. I think Trey Lance is going to suck, so I'm going to give them a win. Yeah, I think Trey Lance is going to suck too. At the Raiders, they probably blow that game. The Raiders will probably win that uh, one. I'm going to give them a win at home, so I'll give them a loss on the road. Yes. Uh. That's three and one. Colts law. Well, you don't. Colts like the Colts where? At home. Uh, I like the Colts. Really depends on Ryan. It really depends on Matt Ryan. I might give him a loss there. Dude, they they got loaded with uh, prime time TV too. Yeah, Sha- one Shaquille Holy Leonard sh- might might rack up a, t- a lot of tackles that game. Anyway, dude, one. Two, three, four, five out of the first six weeks, they're on primetime television. Who, the Broncos? Yeah. I, I, I know this stuff. I, I did a whole prep for uh, doing a podcast about the, the TV schedule, and then I just never did it. All my notes are in a, a, my notebook down so below here. crazy. I got to right, do that. But anyway, do that next week. May, I, I guess, no, I don't think they're going to beat the Colts at home. That puts them at three and two. Yep. Coming up. That means that would be back-to-back losses, and then they have to go to the Chargers the next Monday night. That's in. Oh, no, that's a, in they LA. Must, they must have a bye. There must be a bye there because yeah, it's whatever. 10, six. Who cares? So in LA, in LA, that's Monday a loss. night football. That's a loss. So that's three and three. Then the Jets four and three. Jaguars five and three. Titans six and three. Raiders seven and three. Panthers eight and three. At Ravens, probably going to be a loss. Uh, yeah, they're going to lost there. Eight and four. Uh, home against the Chiefs. Uh, I'm giving them a loss. Yeah, eight and five. Cardinals, they'll probably beat the Cardinals. Uh, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't like faith. the Cardinals, so I'll give them a win. Nine and five at the Rams, lost. Nine and loss. six at the Chiefs, nine loss. and seven. Home against the Chargers. A loss. 10 and 7. Oh, I'm going to give that a win. That's fine. So I got him at 10 and 7. And I got him at 9 and 8. So, yeah. you know, I mean, it, again, it, it it's a tough. It's going to be a tough tough sledding for all the teams that are in that division. Um, I just don't think it's an automatic lock. And if things go wrong or they battle some injuries or if Russell Wilson just doesn't work out the way they thought it would, you know... I could see a couple of those games going the wrong way. I mean, who knows? Maybe the Jets are really good. Maybe the Jaguars are really good. So, um, I, I the, the Chiefs and the Chargers are going to battle it out for for the the, the division. 
All right. Yeah, I I think it's going to be the Chiefs and the Chargers, and I think then the Raiders and Broncos are going to be you know trying to keep their names alive for the wild card. But again, I as we mentioned last week during the podcast, I Raiders at six fifty to win the division. Crazier shit's happened. So, yeah, that's, that's stupid. Those odds shouldn't be. They couldn't put them at a at plus. They they they're good because if they put them at plus a thousand, everybody would bet it. If they put it at plus 220, nobody would ever bet it. So they have it at plus 600 where they, they figure people are going to throw money at it. Yeah, uh, which I would because, you know, again, they weren't a terrible team last year. And I, no. I think they've gotten better from last year to this year. So uh, I think they'll be above the Broncos and then they'll have to battle the Chargers and the Chiefs. But the Raiders are kind of a team that they might be a better team than the other ones. You know, um, you just have to see. So, uh, you know, we were both looking at the AFC West. Uh, one of the things that I was looking at was the wide receiver lottery. Uh, you know, we talked about this a little bit last week, but again, I don't remember a time ever where wide receivers went from team A to team B or uh, and, and made some kind of big splash that they were the last piece that a team needed to get to the Super Bowl. Uh, granted, Randy Moss pulled it off in New England, but that was a little bit of a different situation. If you that was me. Randy Moss. It was Randy Moss. That, that was a different situation. But, I mean, the wide receiver lottery this year was crazy because people either went somewhere and got a lot of money or stayed at home and got money. You had Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, Cooper Cup, DJ Moore, he got an extension, A.J. Brown, Mike Williams, he got an extension, Amari Cooper, uh, Marquise Brown, Juju, uh, Renfro got an extension. Uh, Robert Woods, he ended up going to Tennessee because L.A. grabbed Allen Robinson. Russell Gage got recruited down to Tampa Bay. Christian Clark started off this whole thing with the ridiculous contract he got to go to Jacksonville. And then you had Julio Jones, who we mentioned earlier, that just signed on with Tampa Bay as well, uh, along with Gage. So I, I just want to see, now that basically... the the modern NFL is we're going to pay a quarterback and then we're going to pay our number one wide receiver and then we'll figure out the rest of it. Um, I think the data analytics are in, man. I think wide receivers have a longer shelf life. That's why you're, that's why they're going to start getting paid more. Well, and I think, you know, from what I listen to, and again, people that do this kind of work that I don't, is that they have a better, uh, you know, return on investment. Because they statistically, whatever data analytics you want to use, but they end up being more valuable to the offense than you know anybody else. And obviously, fucking what, the running backs—they're done, right? They're, they're toast. So, but and I Yo, think do you ever see? Do you ever see a day where not only is there the NFL players' union, but there's subcommittees inside of that, such as the running backs' union? The wide receiver union, the quarterback union. I no, I if they would if the NFL Players Association would be responsible for each one of those groups. But I I know what you're saying, right? Because the way it's going to work is that you know running backs are just going to get pissed because they're going to be like, this is ridiculous. Like yes. we have no leverage. Yep. 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 Right. So. Now, they just did the collective bargaining agreement, so you're not going to see that for quite a while. But I understand what you're thinking because it's a good thought is that at least from a labor union standpoint, we've got to look after everybody, and now you have positions that are just basically cooked. 
you know, yeah. uh, running backs are, you know, the last person signed. And then it's like, yeah. But you could know. sign one. A di- they're a dime a dozen, dude. There's, they're You're, everywhere. Well, the idea now is to draft them, right? I, I mean, it is l- l- the Le'Veon Bell situation basically. Ruined them. Yeah. It ruined the running back position. And, and it established the trajectory of any kind of a running back that you're going to see. And that is, you're going to go drafted, uh, they're going to get you under contract, they'll probably take the fifth-year option, then they'll franchise you, or, you know, the fifth-year option is available, they'll franchise you, and then they'll try to... You can be franchised twice now, or just once. Once, and then the second time, you got to take the highest paid whatever, but it's going to be, keep them under contract, take whatever option you can, franchise them a year, and then let them go. Yep. That's it. Oh my That's God! It. I am watching Sports Center, and this guy who low, it's uh, it's the Orioles facing the Rays, and the this Orioles. Oh my God! And this outfielder low took a ball right off the face. Ah! I mean, right off the face. Line drive loses it in the sun, and then ding right off his fucking face. Ugh, dude. Getting hit in the face of the baseball is the worst. Oh, God, man. That had a it is the hurt. worst. That had to hurt. Um, like, I've caught, I've caught a basketball in the face. I've caught a baseball in the face, a soccer ball in the face. Nothing is worse than a baseball. Man. That thing just destroys your face. Yeah. I, I can't remember the last time I had my bell rung well, but I imagine a baseball oh you know, off God. of it. That would that would hurt something, something awful. And you're talking like major leagues too, like that. This isn't like a you know, yeah, like a big shot. I mean, it was up. You know, he's sitting there, loses it, and all of a sudden, you just see him. He just goes down. This ricochets off his face. Holy Jesus, that was brutal. Anyway, um, so yeah, that that's what you're going to see for the running back position, and it's a shame. And maybe I, I just think the collective the collective bargaining agreement will have to address it if they want to do something per position. Um, I, I think you're going to see weird stuff over the next five to ten years. Uh, you're not going to see NFL. a running back holdout again. I can guarantee you that. No, no. I I, I don't think that that's going to make any kind of sense because they have no more leverage. But um, it, I just feel like the way that this wide receiver lottery took place this this off season, you're just going to see some weird shit at some point over the next five to 10 years when the trends change one way or the other, because I mean, the capologists in the league right now have just really figured out how to, you know, abuse loopholes wherever they might exist and figured out how to, you know, you know, kick the can down the road, turn the, the money into guaranteed and, you know, just keep doing that, you know, on and on and on and on. Yeah. Talk about the Rams. That's the Rams, man. That's what the Rams did. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I never thought that the Ram thing was going to work out and I, I guess it'll work as long as they got Stafford, the quarterback, and I guess the rest of his team, but... I mean, the things that I never thought were going to work, uh, you know, th- they've got a f- they've got a pretty good team, and they haven't had draft picks for I don't know, like twenty years. So, <laughs> they, and they still out. don't for another like two or three. 
Yeah, and they, they don't care, nor should they, because obviously it's working out. Um, I thought there was going to be a day of reckoning. If that comes sooner than later, then maybe my, my opinion will still be will be vindicated in some way, shape, or form, but I, I, I don't know. They're, they're defying reality right now, and they've got people following them because now everybody's trading. I mean, that, that draft this year was crazy, the way that people were trading away picks and, you know, the A.J. Brown trade. You know, A.J. Brown is a young receiver. That's what everybody wants. And Tennessee didn't want to pay him, and they, they shipped him. Now, I, I I just think that coming off double knee surgery, that dude wasn't the same. I, I wasn't a super big fan of A.J. Brown. Um, I thought he was – I think he's a great wide receiver. I think he's kind of like the junior version of Julio Jones. And I, I have a fear that his abilities will be really hampered with an injury. And if he gets one or two injuries here in the in the near year or two, I, you know, it might just be money not well spent, right? He had the same surgeries that that Gurley had, and it's just he had micro fractures on his knees, both knees. Really? Um, I, I at least I, would... I could be I could be wrong. That's that was I read in an article about the surgeries he had. I thought that's what they said. Regardless, anybody coming up. And I thought he was. Everybody said he's ready for last year. I was so high on him last year. No, he, he did and have injury. He did have surgery on both of his knees. So you're right in that regard. I don't know the extent of it, but continue. But what I was saying was, that everybody said he was ready. They were minor surgeries. That dude wasn't ready. Yeah, I mean, you hear that all the time, right? I mean, take J.K. Drop, J.K. Dobbins, right? Look at him. Poor guy. I mean. You know, he, he's going back there. Everybody's basically written him off and just saying he's shot and he's not ready to go. And he's coming back and being like, go fuck yourselves, guys. I mean, yeah, go fuck yourself. I, but who knows? Maybe, maybe the reporters are right. I mean, obviously, you say that stuff, and, you know, I'm an alpha male and the NFL is filled with alpha males. I'm probably going to say the same stuff, regardless of the, the reality of the situation. But, oh, I, I tend to believe the reporters before I, re- I, I believe. Some tweet from an NFL player. I'm I'm sorry. I just I don't believe. No, me too. I I think you're lying. You know, I think and that. I, I mean, it was an ACL injury too, right? I mean, it wasn't. Yeah, a, an insignificant I, injury. And, I, and it was a significant ACL injury. It wasn't just ACL. It was something else too. I mean, it, it, it did not go up. And you're talking about a guy who was projected to be a in fantasy a second round pick, a guy that was going to lead the NFL in in rushing yards and total yards and and. Was he my first pick or my second pick last year in your league? Uh, I think he was second because I, I don't. I don't think second. he was a first round pick. Well, but, I, I picked him. I lost him, and I lost him before the season even started. Yeah, I lost him in another league too. I, I just, oof, man, it's such a shame too when that happens to young guys like Cam Akers tearing his Achilles in his second season. Like, man, yeah, funny. A lot of people are questioning Cam Akers right now too. Uh, I, I I'm sorry, I don't believe in him either. I, I he's he's a small guy. Yeah, well, you know they threw him in there and he just didn't he didn't look ready. It looked like he wasn't ready. It looked like he came back early. And then the question becomes, uh, you know, did he come back early or is he just not the same? And you're probably going to need a couple. Of, you're probably going to need that first quarter of the uh, first quarter of the season. You know, the actual NFL preseason games one through four. To uh, tell exactly, you know where he's at. One, wow! Three, and here's three. another. Pl- oh man! Now the, the Miami Marlins. Did he take it off the face? Oh God! That was off the head. Jesus! 
these people are just uh, Miami Marlins pitcher. I don't know who the hell he is. They just showed him. He just took a he just took a hit right off the face. It was just uh, what the hell do they call it when the batter hits it and it goes right back? Comeback. Just got a yeah. comebacker right off Come the noggin. right in the face. Right in the face. Jesus. In the uh, face. In the face. <laughs> Another, I love him. Don't he be afraid to ride the, the lightning. He just starred on um, Impractical Jokers. He was like a guest. guest oh, really? Whatever. Yeah. Some of these big boys, they need a second, second pop. <laughs> whatever the hell he says. Yeah, that movie was classic. It was great. So, what else are you looking here in the preseason as we start up? Uh, no, I've I've been looking at I I I skip the preseason lines. I don't even fuck with the preseason lines. I'm I'm, no, I'm talking stories at, or whatever. Yeah, so you know, the, right now we're so early in training camp. It's it's still like to the point where the the, the number one news feed is Kawan Alexander expected to sign a one year deal with the Jets. Yeah, with the Jets, really? I saw that. <laughs> like I fucking care about Kawan Alexander signing with the Jets because he used to play for Robert Sala. I can't believe like, he's what? still in the league. Well like, traveled. He's you. You've been on four teams in three years. Like. That's the number one news feed. Well, he started with the Bucks, right? Is my memory shot? Bucks, then, then the, uh, and then he left somewhere for a big. He went left somewhere for a big contract, and then it didn't pan out. Niners. Then he wound up with the Saints, and now he's on the Jets. Yeah, I think he went the Bucks to the 49ers. The 49ers gave him a bunch of money, and then it didn't pan out. Of course, it didn't. So. Um, yeah, no, I, I got what you're saying, but like, all right, so here's another one that I'm looking at, like the QB shuffle, right? Uh, crazy interested in all the QBs that, that went around. You have Lamar in his contract. You got Baker going up against Darnold for, uh, you know, the starting gig there. You got Mahomes with no Tyreek Hill anymore. Wentz and Ryan and Wilson, all these old veterans that have moved to new places. And then you got these young developing quarterbacks. You got Mac Jones in year two. Daniel Jones seeing if, he, if he's going to be a backup the rest of his career or he's actually a starter. Zach Wilson in year two. Trey Lance in year, year two. As Same with Justin Fields until so I mean that that's a storyline. I mean, there's a lot of young blood, and we talked about this at the end of last year. But man, I mean, there is just a ton of quarterbacks out there that there's going to be a lot of question marks as to what we're going to get this year. If I have to hear one more time that Aaron Rodgers is going to be just fine without Devontae Adams, I might just kick myself in the balls. I just, well, I, I want to see you do that. That would be very interesting. I, that's what I mean. Like, the knee doesn't bend how, that way, brother. It, like, I would break it off, and and I would break it off and and just swing it at my own fucking nuts. Uh, that would like hurt. I'm so t- that would I'm hurt so, t- so many ways. The initial cutting <laughs> off of your leg would be fucking so painful. But I don't even know. I would, would rather do that. You to th- then kick yourself in the nuts. All right, continue. I could saw it. What do you mean? Uh, you saw, you it, saw it and then in the pain, actually swing it and hit yourself in the Johnson. That's what I would prefer to do than have to hear another story about how Aaron Rodgers is going to be just fine. No, he's not. I have a hundred bucks care. that says you can't do that, by the way. I don't. You got a hundred bucks? A hundred bucks. hundred bucks. Oh, come on. Come on. hundred bucks. I need more than a hundred bucks to shop. To fucking All right, fine. Two hundred bucks. Two hundred. But that's my good. final offer. Two actually, my my electric bill last month was like two sixty, so I'll take two sixty. 
Wow, it's better than my my electric bill. I think is like three hundred, three and change. I don't. I haven't looked at this week. <laughs> I'm like behind on like, my bills. <laughs> this is what happens when you don't work for two years and you finally get a new gig. I am like trying to get myself above water. And then I have two thousand uh, dollars in debt on one credit card and two thousand dollars in debt on another credit card. I am poor. Uh, well, that I, I don't know if I've got that, but I mean, I, I've got a good, I think I've got a $1,700 bill, plus I'm a month in arrears for my, my power <laughs> oh, bill. Oh, no, we got a naked boy. Oh, well, there we go. The uh, the great Christian has joined the podcast. Yeah, let me turn off the headphones here. Are you going to turn them off? Okay. Yeah. I'll do play by play. Ah! Whoa. I hear some kind of screaming here. Oh, there he is. What's up, Christian? How are you? Hey, hi there, Uncle Richie. Yeah, hi to you. Oh, look at him go. Look at him go. It doesn't matter that he's naked. He's got the quicks. That hi, kid's Rich. got the quicks. Hey, what's going on? It's my sister-in-law, Alyssa, joining the program. And, and they're out. And he's run away. There you go. Has that, uh, has that giant started talking yet, or is he still refusing to talk? No, he's refusing to talk. He oh. just gives he just gives murs and points and and everything but uh, everything but words. What in the point. pain in the ass? I, I, have you checked his ears for tubes? Are you going to do that shot next or what? He's signed up for tubes on the thirteenth of September. You never know. I'm telling you. I, you know, it might be overnight. I mean, we saw it with we saw it with Anthony. We we uh, had tubes put in his ear, and then he started. Yapping soon thereafter. So, yeah, that's that's what everyone keeps telling us. Right now, we're just fighting the the good fight, and he's in all sorts of therapies and uh, occupational therapy and physical therapy and speech therapy, and uh, he's in uh, family time classes uh, twice a week. So he's doing everything you could possibly imagine. Yeah, that's all you can do, man. That's all you can yeah. do, and but I mean he's healthy, happy, you know, can communicate in in different ways. So yeah, he's very he's doing very good with sign language and stuff. So there you go. So well, that's there, and that, and that's a good thing. So uh, good to you, Christian, and continue on until you get those tubes, and then hopefully you'll just start harassing us with your voice. So, um, but we're you know the quarterbacks, all, all those quarterbacks that were out there, we were talking about them and, and the shuffling going along. Um, I actually forgot what you were just about to say. You were just about to say something. Um, but, I, I mean, I, I'll tell you, I, you know, for me, the one situation I think I really want to see Mahomes without Tyreek Hill because Mahomes, to me, was really great at making, like, the initial read or he was great at extending the play, like like many of the quarterbacks do nowadays, and then making that one play downfield. I mean, he really, really, really benefited from the fact that Tyreek Hill was the fastest motherfucker on the planet and was just able to open the top on defenses and just blow right past them, which you just saw in the Buffalo Bills game uh, in overtime, right? I mean, that was the Bills to the AFC Championship if it wasn't for the fact that Tyreek Hill uh, is just a monster. And so now Tyreek goes down to Tua, and now I want to see what is Mahomes really made of. Because, you know, I mean, Mahomes hasn't had, you know, fantastic talent everywhere, but 
I mean, he's been very fortunate to have Hill in one regard and then Travis Kelsey in on the other. Now, Kelsey's kind of fading away, but I want to see if the reason that they jettisoned Tyreek Hill to allow him to go down to Miami is because they're thinking that there's a new offensive strategy that they can deploy and not have to pay Tyreek Hill all that money. And so, you know, they go out and they grab Juju Smith-Schuster and MVD or uh, MBS. And you also turn around and you draft Sky Moore. And who the hell knows? Maybe you can piece piece something together. Um, and if Mahomes is good, then all this stuff will just fall right in line. You so, didn't even, you didn't even, you know, we, we didn't even talk about the, the number one thing, which is McCall Hardman. You know, McCall Hardman is going to be. Oh, I am so there. done with McCall Hardman. Fuck. He's going to be their replacement. I mean, he, that's, that's no who it's going to be. No way. No way. No You're crazy. No way it's going to be fucking McCall Hardman. How it many has opportunities has he had to step up to the plate and he's never done it? I don't know, man. He's he's the closest physical uh, replacement you you can have to a to a Tyree Kill, man. Yeah, I, I, but he's a three, right? And I'm not talking about he's a three. He's a, he's a wide receiver three. You know, yeah, he's, he's a, a, a WR three. I don't know much about the Sky Moore kid, but everybody's talking him up too. Uh, well, it's a rookie. You're going to talk. Look. I I'm a huge fan in fantasy football of drafting rookies. I, I have since I started playing 25 years ago, and I still am a fan of it now. Um, I like drafting rookies because you see less injury. Usually, if it's a top top uh, tier, well, a, a highly drafted rookie, you're going to see a lot of playing time and valuable playing time because that's why they drafted them and, and spent a, a spot so early on them. Um, so I'm all about, you know, the rookie wide receivers, but the volume that I hear people talk about rookie players right now is like, (laughs) come on, let's be honest. You you fucking know if Sky Moore is going to be good or not. How the hell can you tell? You know? No. And this draft class was shit from, you know, the way I, at least the way I felt about it. I, I didn't think this. I think it's a lot of developmental talent. I I think there's a lot of talent that could be developed, right? And you're going to lose some of that, right? Like Michi's out because, uh, unfortunately, he he ended up having uh, leukemia or whatnot. Yeah. Um, You know, and then to that other guard, um, uh, the other one was, oh, my God. High school football destroyed me. Um, Who's the other uh, wide receiver that blew his knee out? The Lions drafted him. Come on. Oh, oh, Williams. Williams, uh, Jam- right. J- J- Jameson. J- yeah, yeah, yeah. Jameson. Jameson. Whatever, Williams. Um, yeah. You know, he's not going to be ready to, to start off the top, you know. I mean, whoa, there you go. Well, you know his lungs hurt. You know his lungs work, that's for sure. Oh, his lungs work. That's, that's him getting <laughs> yeah, very excited about things. So, uh, rookie wide receivers, who knows? Uh, maybe Sky Moore comes into play. I, you think it might be McCole Hardman? I, I don't know. I, I just want to see how the offense functions uh, designed differently. And I want to see if they can be as effective as they were having the one-two punch of Kelsey and Hill in their primes. Yeah. You know, we'll see. I, I, I'm with you. I, I, the thing that we were talking about before Christian came in was, was Aaron Rodgers. I just don't believe 
he's going to be the same player he was. It's going to be very, very hard to replace a Devontae Adams. I don't care how good oh, he impossible. is. Or, impossible. He's, he's he, the best, if not the, the top two wide receivers in the league. Right. And I don't think he'll be that with Derek Carr. I mean, they made each other very, those two made each other very, very good. They made each other a lot of money, too. Oh, for sure. So, um, I just, I, I'm, I'm hard-pressed to believe that's going to happen. And I kind of think the Vikings should be the favorite to win that division. I don't, I don't think the Packers should be. Oh, I, love I don't know that, about that. I love that they play. I think they play week one. They, the Packers versus the Vikes. Yeah, they well, do. At, at Vikings. The Packers really have developed that defense to a top-tier defense. I mean, that is a solid crew. I mean, and they invested, you know, even more picks in it. I mean, it is, they have done quite a number on that defense to, I believe, with the intention of, number one, you want to get great on both sides of the ball, but. Do you, do you know what, do you know what Green Bay, the Aaron Rodgers era of Green Bay has been? The best that never was, right? Like, they're always incredible when it comes down to it. They just can't win championships. Well, I don't think they've ever built that roster the way they should have, right? I, I mean, they always had some kind of wide receiver that worked out, but they were weak on the defensive side of the ball, you know, or they weren't strong enough on. Yeah, look, they, they should have had. They should have had at least one more Super Bowl somewhere in there. They definitely screwed the pooch in that regard, and yes. you know you, you can't put it back in. Um, but yeah. I, they. If they had kept Devontae Adams, it probably would have hurt them down the road, but it would have given them a much better chance to have won a Super Bowl. But you throw Devontae Adams on that team, and that team is pretty stout. I mean, they were they 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 couldn't pay him and Rodgers, and I'm sure he t- I'm sure they told Rodgers ahead of time, like, listen, we can pay you, but we can't pay Devontae. He's gonna go. I mean, look look at the, the, the defense, right? So, and, and start on the defensive line. You got Dean Lowry as one end. You got Jaron Reed as, as the other. You got Kevin Clark uh, as the nose tackle. And then the linebacking crew, right? They've got Preston, Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary on the outside. Now, Rashawn Gary, everybody and their goddamn brother has talked about this guy. And I thought he was great, but they're all t- picking him to be defensive of the year, defensive player of the year because he's got really great odds. Um, I, you know, you, you could spend your money in, wor- money in worse ways for sure. I think it's a little aggressive to put Gary up on that level yet. But anyway, um, Smith and Gary are on the outside, and then they got Campbell and Walker on the inside. Quay Walker, obviously the rookie, and then you have Jari Alexander, Eric Stokes, and then safeties are Amos and Savage. That is such a good defense. Such a good defense. Devondre Campbell, very underrated, good player. I don't know anything about Quay Walker other than, you know, what what people say. I, you know, I, I I can't sit here and say I actually know who he is. Yeah, no, but, I mean, I don't I don't watch a ton of college football either. But I mean, he was, I you know, their top pick. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I get it. Yeah, he's he's kid's got to be good one way or another. Uh, Jair, yeah, their their secondaries way better than it's been in a long time. So, I listen. I I hope they do. <laughs> they're starting wide receivers. This can't even be right. How is this right? Christian Watson out. Sammy Watkins out. Robert Tanyan out. Bakhtari, uh, Bakhtiari out. 
uh, Elton uh, Jenkins out. They're all out. I'm done following Bakhtiari's progress on his injury. That fucking guy's never playing again. There's there's no way. Dude, their wide receivers are garbage, bro. No, I, I mean... Aaron Jones is going to be their number one wide receiver. Yeah. I, look, put them against the Vikings, and I'm just going to say, yeah. And there's Kirk Cousins. Now, Kirk Cousins had an okay year, but it's still Kirk Cousins, right? He's, he'll be, he, Kirk Cousins is, is, isn't going to lose you a game. He might not win you a game, but he's not going to lose you the game. Uh, I mean, I think it's the other way around. Like I, I would prefer to have Kirk Cousins and Derek Carr on my Raiders. You would rather have Kirk, well, I would probably have neither, but you would rather have Kirk Cousins and Derek Carr? I'm sorry, dude. I, I just, I can't watch... Everybody's so enthralled by how Cousins just makes so many mistakes. Like, yeah, okay, so Carr, you got to deal with the checkdowns, but yes, I mean, Cousins' dude, mistakes are just gross. He he's been paid five hundred million dollars over the past ten years for check. He's a checkdown mess. He's like what Drew Brees was at the end of Drew Brees' career. Like, yeah, he'll get you some wins. He's gonna. Probably won't lose you the game, but like at least Cousins can take a chance and just throw it. You well, and it helps that they got Justin Jefferson, right? I mean, yeah, J- Jefferson makes and and freaking Thielen who catches everything. Thielen's banged up, right? Did I read that correctly? Uh, I think he's he's bit, he was banged up. He's coming back from it now. Um, but again, I you know, you you compare the Green Bay defense to the Viking defense. And the Vikings have Tomlinson, Phillips, and Watts on the line. And then their four linebackers they have listed is Darius Smith, Eric Kendricks, Jordan Hicks, Daniil Hunter, Patrick Patterson, and the rookie Booth that they picked up, um, you know, first round. Well, I think it was, No, it was second round. They traded up, I think, to go pick him up. Um, or maybe they traded up to pick the next guy up. I don't. There was a trade involved there with the Vikings, and that's when they traded down, right? Because they had the spot the Lions, and they traded down, right? Right. Um, but then their first pick was the safety, so they're going to have two rookies. They got Booth Jr. That's where I left off, and then the safeties are going to be Harrison Smith and Lewis Sign, uh, the rookie out of Georgia. So you compare those two defenses. I, I mean, Green Bay's defense is so much better, and then you have, yeah. and then it's Rodgers versus you know Cousins, but. I mean, Cousins has Jefferson, and Jefferson's easily the best wide receiver. You know, you got. Listen, I don't. I'm sorry, I don't believe that defense wins championships anymore. I just don't believe it. I think it's it's more offense that's going to win you. And when you compare the position players from Minnesota to the position players of Green Bay, I I don't. I'm sorry, I just don't. I don't see where you can compare them. They. Minnesota has better position players. They do. All right. I, I mean, I, I think I'm still taking Green Bay in that regard. But, yeah. uh, you know, we're going to find out soon enough because the season yeah, soon enough. will start in about a month. Um, you know, th- you know, there's no other, uh, you know, real storylines that I could think of. I, you know, I'm also interested in the Eagles and the Detroit teams only because I've heard them so much now on in the podcast uh, stratosphere that uh, I, I just want to see if they are going to produce as much as everybody and their brother thinks that these two teams are. But I don't know if it's really worth uh, investing a lot of time talking about <laughs> the Eagles and, and the Lions. Yeah, well, we got, well, you know, we got 
one more week of, of training camp, and I'm sure in this next week we're going to have 17 injuries and people getting signed and, and blah, 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 the, the, the fluff. Uh, but August 4th is the first preseason game, so that's right around the corner, and we get some real football in our life. Yeah, well, that's next, that's next Thursday, and then you basically have one, two, so that's one week, and then you got one, two, three, and I think four weeks before um, the rest. So I think probably maybe we'll either start our fantasy talks next Thursday or, uh, you know, the 11th after that. Um, yeah. Because we're going to have to get those in there, um, you know, I, you know, Training camp will have started with, you know, there'll be a couple of injuries, but I think maybe uh, the weeks uh, of August 11th, 18th, and 25th might be a, a nice sweet spot to get some of those in. Or we could do them, uh, you know, all the same week at different points, depending on our schedules. I know you're going to be traveling up here, so it's going to be a little crazy. So, Yeah, maybe we can get one in while we're up there. Yeah, we do that and do it do it live. I, I, I do it live! I'm going to the dentist that day, that Thursday, but... Maybe I'll be recovered by the, the time we can pod. All right. All right, cool. So we'll see if we can do it live. Was, that Rush, was it Rush Limbaugh that did that whole thing? He had the meltdown. Yeah. I think it was him, yeah. right? Uh, anyway. All right, so we'll wrap it up there. Chris, enjoy yourself. All the best to the family. And, uh, you know, behave yourself this weekend. I'll, I'll do my best. Adios. All right, peace out. See you, everybody.